Hello, everybody. Real quick preface to this episode you're about to hear, Bryce and I walk through reconciliation and the gospel. I hope you're looking forward to it. Real quick note about an updated content for the podcast and for the platform and for what I'm doing is on the uh, the podcast website for thekingpodcast.com. I have added a exclusive content subscription to uh, the book reviews that I have been releasing on the podcast. So if you go back in the podcast archives, I'm going to leave all those public. But from now on, if you want to hear the monthly book review that I've been doing, you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month. And I think it'd be a great way for us to partner together where you can support me and the project and the labor that I'm putting into the podcast, as well as maybe hear some good book suggestions and things that I'm reading so you can get to know me more and uh, feel like you're a part of the community, the For the King community. So I want to build up the community. I want you guys to feel like you're a part of something. Um, so I would appreciate if you guys would partner with me and maybe get some extra content. Um, I hope you enjoy this next episode with Bryce and I talking about reconciliation. Soli Deo Gloria. If we're going to have the ministry of reconciliation, that implies that we have a ministry of proclaiming the sin of man, right? That we look to the law of God and recognize that we do not measure yes. up. When Bryce and I had talked about a few episodes, episodes back about this great transaction, double imputation that we see here. He made him who knew no sin to be sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Paul is reminding them this is that ministry of reconciliation, that message that we're sending out, that Christ is sending us out as ambassadors from his kingdom that we talked about that is going to go to the ends of the earth. So evangelism is that mechanism by which the knowledge of God covers the earth. Don't think I will even ask you to make Jesus Lord of your life. That's the most preposterous thing I could ever tell you to do. Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Whether you serve him or not, whether you bless him, curse him, hate him, or love him, he is the Lord of your life because God has given him a name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Some of you will bow out of the grace that has been given to you and others will bow because your kneecaps will be broken by the one who rules the nations with a rod of iron. And I'll not apologize for this God of the Bible. Habakkuk 2 verse 14 For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Welcome to the For the King podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the words that Bryce and I have to say to you today. So, (laughs) um, that verse, to interact with it a little bit, because we always like to do that, um, seems to be saying that the entire earth, this ball of rock, will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That sounds like an all-encompassing reality. Right? Yeah. Over the whole earth. I wonder if that's going to happen in a moment or if it might be something similar to a mustard seed that slowly grows and then covers the earth. Isn't that like a quote from Gandhi or something? Or is that um, Gandhi? I thought it was, was it Confucius? 
It was one of those East, Eastern religions. Yeah. Psy? Actually, psych? <laughs> was that the Lord Jesus Christ teaching a parable to his disciples? Okay. That the kingdom of God, which is... The kingdom of God is knowing, you know, the, the people obviously know the king, right? The knowledge of the Lord cover the waters of the sea. So if the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, then I'll probably interpret this text as slowly growing and then covering the whole face of the earth. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. If you were, to, if you were to exegete yeah. the whole the passage with the whole scripture. Oh, I don't use scripture to interpret scripture. Oh. So I actually don't believe that. Interesting. Or did you learn that at um, Wheaton College or which seminary? Uh, Princeton Seminary? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Princeton used to be so solid. I know. Like some of our favorite dudes, Princeton. Yeah. D.D. Warfield. I know. All right. A little bit of friendly banter, but we are post mill here, folks. Join in on the correct interpretation of the scriptures concerning the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, our king. So we appreciate... Your king. Yeah. Did I say... What did I say? You said our king. Yeah, our king. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. saying your king. Oh, he is my... They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're king. And their king. And even if you're an atheist listening, he's your king. Keegan. Whoever it is, yeah. Could be Keegan or... I don't know. Our, uh, we're in like... Ten different countries now. I'm dead serious, dude. Reaching the nation. I know it's wild. The nations are being reached. I think most of them are like somebody clicks on it from that nation and then they don't listen. But there is a couple from Germany that like legit listen. So yeah, oh. it's awesome. So if you're listening, people from Germany, we appreciate you. Um, happy to have you here. So on this episode of the Gospel Foundations, we are going to talk about reconciliation. So we've been talking about these foundational building blocks, understanding of the good news, the gospel, the good news to us humans on earth. With our sin, as frail as we may be, we need good news. I know I need it. I know you need it. We see, obviously, the depravity of mankind on a daily basis, even in our own hearts as we are continually doing foolish things. And maybe our hearts are so hardened that we don't even know we're doing evil, foolish things. But I want to implore you that what we're talking about today is very, very important to the, na- uh, the state of your soul. Um, and if you don't know Christ, listen to these words. And at the end of it, I pray that it cuts you deep and you are convicted that you need to be reconciled to God. That is your biggest issue. We do need to be reconciled to each other in a sense. But your biggest issue and the thrust of this passage in 2 Corinthians we're going to be talking about today is to be reconciled to God. So keep that in mind as we move forward. And I pray that you really do hear us here um, and what we're saying. So in 2 Corinthians, uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, because I want there to be uh, – it's coming on the heels of a passage we uh, – we're going to get to 21, which we had already talked about um, – But this is what comes before that, which is grounded in verse 21. So starting in verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God. There's your Calvinism right there. It's there. It's established. All this is from God who 
through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. So for our sake, um, it's a reminder that Paul brings that at the end as a reminder of that ministry of reconciliation we have. So when Bryce and I had talked about a few episodes, episodes back about this great transaction, double imputation that we see here, he made him who knew no sin to be sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Paul is reminding them this is that ministry of reconciliation, that message that we're sending out, that Christ is sending us out as ambassadors from his kingdom that we talked about that is going to go to the ends of the earth. So evangelism is that mechanism by which the knowledge of God covers the earth, right? empowered by the Holy Spirit in the hearts of those in the kingdom of God. Yeah. So um, that's why I was imploring you, who, if you don't know Christ listening, um, be reconciled in God, to God. That, that's why Paul says that. He's imploring you because you do not want to be caught on the wrong side of this tidal wave of God's kingdom that's going to cover as the seas cover the earth. There's a tidal wave coming. Um, and you want to be in the ark of Christ. You want to, you want to have hid yourself in him for this storm coming. Um, so this ministry of reconciliation, I want to note there are a lot of... Um, kind of social gospel presentations of this text, that the main thrust of it is uh, the ministry of racial reconciliation um, in America. The um, racial problems um, that we have in America is addressed in this text, exactly. Um, It is as a byproduct of it that we will not, obviously racism is a sin, that will be addressed if we are reconciled to God. But if we're trying to be reconciled to each other without being reconciled to God, that does that that will not create true reconciliation. There will always be animosity between people, and we'll just uh, spring up some other artificial, arbitrary uh, difference between humans to hate each other. If it's not race, then it'll be classism. If it's not classism, it'll be I don't know a host of things. I can't even I can't. There's there's many reasons why humans don't like other humans. Right. Um, and. If we're not reconciled to God, we were we will just conjure up another reason not to be reconciled to each other. Right. So the, the main thrust of this passage is the old has passed away, the new has come. You've been reconciled to God if you know Christ. Yeah. And we've been reconciled to God in such a way that we would go out and have that same message, which is the good news, which is why this is central this is a, this is a foundation to the gospel that you would tell somebody that you need to be reconciled to god because the uh, antithesis of reconciliation is enmity you have been put at odds with god okay so i've been reading one for a little bit is there anything you want to pick up with yeah one one thing to bring up is in psalm 51 david prays to god and says against you and you alone o lord have i sinned and this is the point of this passage here, right? We can dispel of all um, racial reconciliation because we have sinned against God. God alone is who we have sinned against. And we need to be reconciled to him because the state of our soul is blackened. 
It's not like John Locke said, where we start off neutral on a blank slate, right? We start off as a blackened slate. We are not neutral. We are against an anti-God from birth, yeah. right? In sin, David prays in, in Psalm 51, in sin was I conceived, right? He was born in iniquity, right? So there's this estrangement, this uh, enmity, as Rocky said, that we have with God. But notice the glories of this passage that um, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself and he was not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the ministry of reconciliation. So notice our trespasses have been done away with. We've been reconciled to God. And this is another episode, but just a quick allusion. Romans 5.1 says that we now have peace with God through Christ. Right, we're reconciled to him. There's no longer enmity. There's no longer strife. We've been reconciled to God on the basis of the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I interject real yeah. quick? And that's why we started this series in redemption in our fall. Yeah. Um, that is um, when Bryce was reading that um, verse just there. He not reconciled the world to himself, not counting. How again? What, again? Like, how does he connect those two thoughts? Reconciling the world to himself by doing what? Not counting their trespasses against them and forgiving them. Our fall. You must have the bad news. It's it's right here in the text. What's the the good news of reconciliation to God? Is what that our trespasses are not counted against us. You yeah. must preach on sin. You must tell people about sin. You must call them to repent. Yeah. If you don't do that, you have no gospel. That's all I wanted right. to say. Yeah, you can't pre- rec- yeah, reconciliation literally mandates that there's estrangement. You can't have you can't be reconciled to God if you're not estranged from him. Yeah. If there's no fall. Yeah. So you like Rocky said, yeah, we if, if we're gonna have the ministry of reconciliation, that implies that we have a ministry of proclaiming the sin of man, right? That we look to the law of God and recognize that we do not measure yes. up. Um so you're going to go to Romans, right? Yeah. Okay. So in Romans 5, um, I'm going to start in verse 6 and just read this whole thing because it's just so good. Um, six Verses 6 through 11, it says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, there it is, or sin, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we now have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled. We were enemies and now we're reconciled. That's that they, they follow. You're an enemy and then you're reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are, uh, that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Did you guys catch that? We rejoice in God. There has been something amazing that has happened. Our souls have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And now we should have joy. We should rejoice in the God of our salvation. Right? To God alone be the glory, because God alone is our salvation. And, and this is so beautiful with reconciliation. We were enemies of God. And even still, while we were enemies, Jesus showed us such a way that we love our enemies. How did he love his enemies? He died for them, redeemed them, made them into a beautiful, spotless image. 
And this is this is the glories of the gospel right here. We were enemies, and we not we are now reconciled. And he loved them, not by telling them they didn't have sin, but telling them they had sin. Yeah. And that he must go die for them. And if there's anybody who lacks assurance of their salvation, you find all the assurance that you need in Christ. If you are trusting in Jesus, if you have believed that He is the Son of God. Who, who died for your sins and you believe in him, you've repented of your sins and put your faith in Christ, you're saved. You're reconciled to God. So if you struggle with assurance, you can rest assured that Christ has saved you if you have repented and believed in him. There's your assurance. It's not based on you. Yeah. Like Rocky had already mentioned, God is the one who's worth these things. So yeah. if you've noticed this transformation, if you've been truly changed, you're saved. God has done a miraculous work in your life. You were an enemy, and, and Christ has conquered you. The king has put you under his feet. He's yeah. taken dominion over your life, and he has now made you into something brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. <laughs> <laughs> That's a That's common good. phrase. No, it is. It's just I didn't expect you to go there. Brand spanking new, baby. Yep. And... And as my wife says, it be what it be, BB. It be what it be, BB. Brand's making new and it be what it be, BB. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a way to end that just really good last five minutes of your speech. My monologue. Your monologue. That's good. Good? Good. <laughs> I'm good. I've been good by the blood. Not inherently good. Yeah. Made good. Made good. There we are. All right. Um, yeah, I think we walked through the text. So uh, thanks for tuning in to the For the King podcast. You can check us out on Facebook. I have a <laughs> I have a uh, website, forthekingpodcast.com. And you can reach out to me at forthekingpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a question or an inquiry... Jude, chapter 1, because there's one chapter, verse 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Soli Deo Gloria. Gloria.